listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am Matt, and I'm joined here once again by Jake and Joe. Fellas, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Jake. How are you? Uh, I'm a little pissy, to be honest with you, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, um, I noticed. You're a little upset, and I think Jake, uh, Matt and I have been drinking, so this should be a good one. <laughs> Well, let me what let me uh, what happened? yeah let me just go off on Skype because they're a bunch of freaking dumbass communists. So my account apparently got hacked last night at one fifty two a.m. when I didn't even have internet because the stupid internet went out in the house for like ten hours again in our freezing weather here because it was like thirty eight degrees. Well, so well. I try to do this podcast, and next thing I know, I can't log into my account, and I get it, send in all the information. They're like, "We'll review it." Like review it, you dumbasses! I got hacked. I just told you everything. So I had to create a brand new stinking account. It's just the biggest pain in the ass. Questions? Yes, and I had to list it three people's. To me like you just gave hackers all of your pertinent questions for your other accounts. Yeah, no, no, no. I had to. Um, I had. Well, first off, I logged in and, and everything was changed. So obviously, mm. something happened. And well, I went listen, through the official Skype page. That'll learn you to use MacHead as your password, all one word. <laughs> Jake, everybody knows your password is MacHead. It's very obvious. It, I'm surprised it took this long for you to get hacked. Do, do you remember the old, 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 back before people actually cared about passwords, what the old password was for ants? I don't mind revealing this. Uh, Are you sure could, it's not used anywhere else? Yeah. It's, it's, I'm positive it's not. Because it, okay. was, it was soccer is for girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Not. I do not remember that. It was it was a password that we used very early on. I remember that it was made especially for us, some people that like soccer. Ah. But there's nothing wrong with soccer. I mean, you know, it's, it's a great it's a great sport. All right. So speaking of girls, Jake, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking. Um, you know, I'm trying trying to stay local uh, as much as I can. This is actually out of West Palm Beach. It is Funky Buddha, which some of you may have heard of. It's a hop gun, which is an India Pale Ale, and it's uh, quite delicious. Uh, Joe, how about you? All right, hold on. Let's see here. I got this little here. Let's see if I can do it. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm drinking wine, uh, mixing it up. I got a 2008 Hustic Vineyards, which I don't know where that... Oh, it's from Napa Valley, and it's a Cab Sav is what I will be drinking, on top of a lot of other things I've been drinking today. Good for you. That'd Matt? I have dug into a, a gift from a friend who drove down to Corvallis, Oregon, to pick up some good stuff. And this is Block 15's Sticky Hands. It's uh, called the Hop Experience Ale. And it's it's a double IPA. It's unfiltered, and it's, it's dank and sticky, as in the name Sticky Hands. It's a delicious double IPA. If you're into hops, it's uh, it's quite a treat. What is dank. the uh, alcohol percentage on that uh, sucker? ABV on this guy is 8.1. That's not bad, actually. No, no, it's not. I And, and I was at a, <clears throat> at a bar with a co-worker. For the first part of the day, actually talking work in between appetizers and beers, so I'm doing all right myself right now. So, Jake, you're going to have to be the tentpole of this of this podcast. I think that should be <laughs> that should be fun. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're, again, and, and we're going to try to keep with this rapid fire every week podcast. Um, Joe's been running with the um, the uh, best official uh, song release version. And well, when did we get that out? Wednesday or Thursday this week, Joe? We did, yep, yep. The little, song little series. Delayed, right? We're going to try to get it out earlier in subsequent weeks, but we both we both got well, all of us got off to a pretty busy start to the week. So, um, so we'll get to that. So, um, really, the big thing is the news. The big news is no news. The fact that tour dates have been 
inevitably delayed, right, Jake? Well, you know, the thing is, we're all thinking they're inevitably delayed. But to be honest with you, we actually don't know if they're delayed or not. Um, it's just the the tour date said soon, and everyone just assumed they would be out within uh, two weeks. And that two week period passed, uh, and they didn't come out. So, uh, you know, we, we're guessing they're delayed, but who the heck knows? I mean, they had Live Nation put up some stuff. Uh, whether that was actual, actual real data or not real data, hard to say. But it, based on that data, you can make a lot of assumptions because it had a for sale date. And then kind of rumors and what we're hearing just from, from those that are somewhat in the end, it had some expectations that last week was going to be it. So I would say last week was the week of festival announcements. Most of the you know, major early summer festivals all announced their dates. And... Um, no DMB, no DMB announcement for any of those festivals. So, you know, a um, little bit tells us a little bit because I think maybe some people thought maybe they were going to play some festivals. But now that that's out, um, kind of opens up the summer for where they could play. I, I think that something that uh, people aren't uh, uh, anticipating or thinking about um, when it comes to delays and such is we still don't know what type of tour we're going to have. And I don't mean two sets versus one set. I mean, is this an album tour? Right. Um, and, and is that playing into it? I, I don't know. That's I, a good I, point. And, and, but, and ultimately, like you were saying, Jake, all of this is speculation, right? I mean, we had an idea that heard rumblings around, and, and, and based on historical releases, this is when we expected tour dates. But quite frankly, I mean, it could have never even been in the in the cards. And here we are all sitting like the dates are late. Well, they're not late. They just aren't out yet. Exactly. Right. And exactly. And I mean... Is there any indication that they have to announce all the dates at once? Not really. I mean, that's that's kind of the funny thing is is it wouldn't be it wouldn't be unprecedented from not to release them all um, to release the majority of them. But you know, you would think that they wouldn't do a first half versus second half like they've done in the yeah. past. And somebody on um, Periscope just speculated maybe it's maybe they're doing they're going back to one set and announcing openers. But and, and it's a good thought, but I would say that they would not delay a tour announcement for openers. They would go out and leave the opener slots open yeah. um, and, and, and announce the tour and then fill it in later, like they've done before, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they would announce dates and say openers two would be announced, and they would right. just kind of slowly trickle in. And I mean, sometimes it was not strange to go to a concert and still like, oh, you know what? I never looked up who the opener was because they didn't announce it at the same time as the dates. And a few years back, I believe it was 2013, there was at least three venues where the opener was uh, to be determined. And, uh, in fact, I, I don't remember exactly which one it was. I think it was one of the uh, shows. I, I think it was in Hershey, and Cool and the Gang opened. And Cool and the Gang wasn't announced until, like, a week before the show. I want to start a band called TBD. <laughs> I bet you that already exists. I mean, I don't think it's that. I mean, I think it's got to already exist. Probably See, I was surprised. I always thought a great band name would be Many More because when, back in the old days, they used to have this thing called KTEL Records that is way before your guys' time. But whenever they listed all the artists on there, the last one they would say is "and many more." And I was like, God. See, if your name was Many More, you'd be like everything. Or like a but wait, there's more. That'd be cool too. But wait, there's more. That would be good. <laughs> I like it. It could be too. one of those podcasts, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, every week <laughs> in the off season is really spreading it thin. 
that's what kind of what happened with the tour thread. All of a sudden, it 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 just kind of turned into this big debate about how you pronounce the word bagel. It just... <laughs> well, I think what's going to be great is uh, we're recording this on Sunday, and um, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and release this podcast. And by the time we release it, the tour dates are going to be out, and then the, and it'll be very funny listening back to uh, to us talking about tour dates that are now have been released. Exactly. Yeah, my favorite but part I, of listening to podcasts is revisiting how often Jake is wrong. Ooh, ooh. I'm very good at it. It's my Gaunt- special skill. Gauntlet thrown. <laughs> we need a little tally on that. And, and, and to keep going with the Periscope thing, which has really been a lot of fun here, somebody just asked if we're doubting that a tour is even happening. I wouldn't go that far. No. <laughs> no. Things that the the, uh, the winds are way too strong for that to be the case. Yeah. Especially the given when the, the band announced tour dates coming soon and you're questioning whether the band is going to do a tour or not? That's that's some real, real pessimistic and, right there. And the only time you know the band certainly is touring is when they say they're not going to. <laughs> that's when you're really certain that there's going to be some shows. I got that asked again today. That's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. They're always touring, bottom line. Perpetually. Perpetually. So somebody on, again, Periscope just asked what this podcast is about. He's never heard of us. Um, so for, for that person, there's the two-part question. If you've never heard of us, we're from AntsMarching.org. We are the largest Dave Matthews Band fan-run fan site on the internet. We're, in fact, the largest fan-run music band-centric site on the internet as well. Uh, we've been going for about 14 years. The first part of your question, I have no idea what this podcast is about up to this point. Neither do I. <laughs> That's we're still, sure. trying, still trying to figure that part out. Yeah. This very episode is it, it eludes me in terms of an agenda or any other way. I mean, are we going to jump right into the uh, official song and then go into questions after that? Might as well. I mean, there's no point in part in two parting this then at this point, so we won't we won't well, put we got, anybody we got, through. Do you want to talk about Idiot's Guide? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Yeah, yeah. We got well, we got Another the Idiot's Guide. You heard from a what? Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> well, no, no. We we for those um, that may be following any of our social media stuff, we we uh, sent out a tweet to Instagram, a Facebook, on uh, a little bit of a throwback um, from I think it's from a Charlottesville newspaper. I'm not. positive on that from from quite early days, and it's called The Complete Idiot's Guide to DMV, or How to Act Like You're a DMV Insider or a Dave Insider, and it actually lists out about, um, I don't know, about uh, 15 different little topics, kind of fill in maybe somebody that's, uh, you know, new to DMV. Um, items that you know you might not know about. It's actually pretty pretty interesting, and they actually talk about a couple things that, even to this day, I'm not even familiar with. So I want to ask Jake about them. But you know, it talks about hey, calling Dave Matthews Band. Don't say the Dave Matthews Band. Blah blah blah. It talks about Corin Capshaw, which maybe you guys know or maybe you don't. Who is kind of the lead manager or who helped bring the band to where they are today? He runs a bunch of different. He runs Red Light and other different businesses. And um, you know, talk about him. But actually, maybe one I'll just jump to, the one that I, I'm not really familiar with, um, is a guy named Ross Hoffman, which in this uh, Complete Idiot's Guide to D&B says, hey, he was a mentor muse um, to Dave. He said he inspired Dave to write um, in 1990, The Warehouse. Five years later, he sued the band for 6.9, or sued Dave at least, for $6.9 million. Um, Capshaw and Matthews tried to cut him loose, and um, they ended up settling for an undisclosed amount. So I actually do not recall that. I guess 1990 is pretty pretty back there in the early days. But, uh, Jake, do you know anything about Ross in his 40s. <laughs> well, b- basically, um, as, as it said, uh, essentially Ross Hoffman was Dave's first manager, quote-unquote. He, um, 
he helped Dave kind of gave Dave a, a place to stay and to write music, uh, helped him out uh, financially early on as Dave kind of um, formed his songs. This is actually before there was a Dave Matthews band. And it, it, in fact, Ross became Dave's manager, quote unquote. And actually the original, if, if you're familiar with some of the copyrights and some of the early songs, uh, they were copyrighted under a label called Cold and Gray, C-O-L-D-E-N-G-R-E-Y. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you see right. that kind of uh, Ross Hoffman was one of the people on Cold and Gray, along with Dave Matthews, and a guy named Chris Sobek, who was actually a lawyer from um, Richmond, Virginia. And if you've ever seen the video from Van Ripers, which is the 4592 video that's probably on YouTube someplace, um, he actually videotaped that. He went there to videotape another band. They asked if he wouldn't mind recording um, their set for him, got to talk and found out he was a lawyer. And he actually uh, ended up being Dave's personal lawyer. Um, incidentally, that guy, Chris Sobeck, went on to manage Hanson. Nice. Believe it or not. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I believe he is still presently the manager of One Direction. So no. he, yeah, he has stayed in the music business. Um, but he was part of that whole breakup. And, and you know, I, that's a really complicated thing that I don't even think I could possibly explain but essentially corn when corn came in and started managing them um things moved away from uh the old cold and gray and moved into uh, what became red light management and then they had a uh, obviously uh, an official breakup that ended in a lawsuit and and they they said the, wh whatever that was that he sued for seven million dollars approximately and they settled uh, at a court so they eventually settled it. It was in trial when they did settle. So that's where Ross came from. Ross actually, um, as far as I know, he's still in Charlottesville. Uh, that was the last I heard. That was a few years ago. His daughter, um, actually, her name is Lauren Hoffman, and she's a professional singer. She really never made it big time, um, but she was a pretty good voice, and she made some, uh, she made some uh, albums, and she actually had a song called Cold and Gray, ironically oh, enough. Ironic. Yes, that's crazy, Joe. Yeah, where, where did you say this is? Uh, this is sourced from. Uh, you know what? I don't have the. I should have the exact source. I believe it's from a Charlottesville newspaper very early on. Did, uh, did you know that Dave's dance is considered the noodle dance? I was going to call that out. I yeah. I've never heard that reference Me before. Either. Noodle dance. Dave's variant on the hippie dance, in which the limited arm movement and the body swaying like a wet noodle reminds many of a chicken scratching the dirt. I'm kind Quote, of unquote, imitating on Periscope right now. <laughs> You're just, yeah, it's Someone we're not doing horizontal video. That's why we're not doing horizontal video, right there. You don't want to see that in horizontal. No. <laughs> there was a couple things on there that that I just I don't know if I would agree with too, especially the one about the calling it the Dave Matthews Band because yes, technically speaking, it's Dave Matthews Band, not the Dave Matthews Band. But back in the day, they were referred to as the Dave Matthews Band. In fact, if you ever hear Carter actually mention the band by name he'll say the matthews band he won't say the dave matthews band he says the matthews band that's yeah. sort of like an old thing peter greiser used to do that too about the 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 dmb yeah I, i've heard that a lot too I, that actually i think early on dave would say this in interviews is he really hated the name of the band he did not he, he didn't never really if he could have taken anything back he does not want it to be called the dave matthews band or dave matthews band he would rather just be called Matthews Band or something that wasn't tied specifically to him because he really valued and still values all the other members of the band and he felt like it was a disservice to call it 
Dave Matthews Band. Says the guy who went to the Ohio State University. OHIO! <laughs> the, the ironic part about that is that according to two different uh, stories that have popped up in books, it was actually Leroy who came up with the idea of calling the band Dave Matthews Band. But actually, it wasn't. Um, they went to play a gig, and they asked for the name of the band. And Leroy said, just put down Dave Matthews. And then when the whole band comes out, people will be surprised. Because they'll think it's going to be like a, you know, just an acoustic set of just you know, a guy and a guitar walking out. But on the marquee, whomever wrote the name wrote Dave Matthews Band instead of just Dave Matthews. Outside, the, outside on the front of the venue. Correct, or, or whatever, like a chalkboard. I mean, it's probably some tiny little place. This was back probably in 1991 when they were still toying around with a couple names. One of the names that they toyed around with was, uh, I believe it's pronounced Dumela, yep, D-U-M-E-L-A, which I believe means like hello or greetings in some one of the African languages. I'm not sure. A really cool anecdote from this idiot's guide. Musictoday.com, Corin's Click, Pack, and Ship Company reportedly losing lots of money. Yeah. I love that. If there's ever something that is not a was wrong, and yeah. it's losing money. Yeah, yeah. And I think music today is sold for like a record serious crazy <laughs> amount of money. So like that whoever wrote that was uh the foot and mouth guy to the Exactly. Exactly. Which another thing in here, I mean there's a lot of stuff in here that I actually just didn't realize. I don't know if anybody knows anything about this, but it said, you know, uh, tandem school institution that gave Stefan Lassard um, over to the band. He said, actually, everyone credits John DeEarth for the suggestion, yeah. and I have never heard that part, that John DeEarth was the one that kind of suggested Stefan to the band? It, it, it was, and it's DeEarth, not DeEarth, but that's okay. Sorry, thank you. Um, but yes, he was the one, because he was a... Um, he and his wife uh, wrote some, some music for some plays when Dave was acting in plays, and they knew he was forming a band, and uh, I believe Dirth was the music director at the Tandem School, which is which was or still is, I believe, a, mm. a private school located in Charlottesville, and that's where um, Stefan attended. And at the time, Stefan was was actually an upright bass player. He he hadn't really played. I guess he had played some you know regular bass, but he was known mainly as a stand up bass player. So it's kind of uh, kind of interesting. That yeah, he's the one, and, and obviously Dirth still has the connections with the band because he, every time they play in Charlottesville, he always guests. He's a trumpet player um, by trade for the most part. Do you remember how old uh, Stefan was when he joined the band? <sighs> he was either sixteen, 16 or seventeen. Sixteen. Yeah. 16. Dropped out of school to join. Yeah, I mean this 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 item. If you haven't seen it, it's on our social media. Check it out. I a lot of other. Out. I just tweeted it out from our, our Twitter account again to say this. Yeah. Is what, this is what we're talking about. A lot of cool stuff on there. A lot of names that are just really early in the band's beginning. Code Magenta's on there. If you haven't heard them, we should probably maybe use that as our. I'll have to use that as our interlude here. But um, yeah, a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting to see. I'm, even I'm getting a kick out of it. Yep. Well, I <laughs> even that, I am. Even I am, and I'm typically bored by everything. <laughs> so yeah, so what do you think, Joe? Do you want to go on? You want to go on to the? Um, uh, you want to do questions first? Or you want to talk about the best version of number thirty-four? Song series. Let's knock out the song series. There it yeah, is. There and, it is. and maybe that use that as an opportunity for those on Periscope. Get your question ready so that when we're ready to ask for it, you can post it. But yeah, this week on the song series, uh, we announced it on the last podcast. Number 34, and man, it's number 34. Such a good song. Oh, I could listen to that nonstop mm. over and over again. But surprisingly, 
we only have two releases to choose from for the 34. For such a good song, only two. One is from 91005, Weekend on the Rocks, or Weekend at the Rocks. And the other one <laughs> on is... On the Rocks. On the Rocks. And the other one is 7905, Warehouse 8 version 7 or Warehouse 5 version 10 for those that are counting, which is actually from Mansfield. Um, so before I give you guys the results, I don't know, Jake, do you have a preference between the two? Uh, b- before that, I just want to talk a little bit about the history of uh, number 34, oh, yeah. if you don't yeah. mind. Um, as, as many people know, th- there's a tie-in to um, the song. It's mentioned on the album Under Table and Dreaming, uh, where it says it's for um, Miguel Valdez. If you don't know who he was, he was a percuss- percussionist. He played uh, the bongos and sat in with the band uh, many times. In fact, there is an, a picture from the famous bar CBGB's um, of the band playing there. And Miguel actually went on tour with them to New York, uh, and he is featured in that picture. So if you actually search DMB Miguel Valdez, you will uh, find the photo of him. He was known uh, as an artist, uh, a performer all around Charlottesville. And uh, tragically, he died um, in early um, 1993. Um, the misconception is that people think the song was actually written for Miguel. But in reality, the song was written before he passed away. It, it debuted live on 2 um, it, it wasn't played again until after his passing, and it was played at the uh, Miguel Valdez uh, benefit shows, where there were DMB and, and a bunch of other artists around Charlottesville played uh, basically fundraisers for um, for his family. So that's a little background yeah. on the song. And, and another person um, was uh, given uh, among the people that are co-writers of the song. The entire band co-wrote it along with a guy named Haynes Fullerton, uh, who performed in a local band in Charlottesville. Um, and Did not uh, know this. Did not know yeah, that. His, um, his contribution is, it really depends on who you ask. It either had a lot to do with it or it really had nothing to do with it, and they just threw him a bone. Um, it doesn't really matter. He was a, he was a tremendously influential um, person in Charlottesville. Uh, unfortunately, he struggled with some demons, and um, he killed himself in uh, the mid-'90s, so he is um, no longer with us. Um, wow. And it had a, a lasting effect on Dave and the entire band, actually all of Charlottesville. He was a, it was a really good guy. Uh, it was very uh, popular with people. If we talk about the history of 34 as far as like the band playing it, um, it got played a handful of times in 93, right? I guess its debut played in 93 and then disappeared, right? Um, didn't really get played at all. And then all of a sudden, suddenly makes an appearance appearance in 2005. And that's actually at 7905, which is one of the two that was released. released. That, that's one of the first appearances of it coming back. Yeah, it's it's a song that, and by the way, um, the early versions had lyrics. Um, it was a a full regular song with lyrics. the The lyrics were not removed until under the table and dreaming, um, when they were actually removed uh, in in studio. They actually recorded a version allegedly with lyrics on it. Um, it's never been heard. Jam. Yes, exactly. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it just kind of disappeared, and and it's been a song that is is generally um, attributed to Roy. Um, he really just performs beautifully on it. But uh, the band did play it without Roy. They played it uh, just a few years ago in, in the Gorge, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, with Jeff playing on it. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, was that 2013 or so? Somewhere around there, yes. Yeah. Which was a surprise to some of the old school fans who always thought it was just Roy's song and they could never do it again. But, you know, Jeff is obviously a, a very talented and accomplished uh, performer and he could do anything. 
I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't go without noting that this definitely is probably one of the most songs, maybe 41, but maybe less. I don't know. For me, 34, just I feel like Leroy. That's, this song of all the songs makes me feel like Leroy. And obviously the band used this song and some of the tribute to Leroy after his passing. Um, and, you know, some, actually some of the feedback we got from the vote, you know, is really... They just want it to be a Leroy song, and they don't actually. They'd rather just only hear his version. Uh, they just don't even want to hear somebody else, you know, doing his part. I don't know if you guys feel the same. Would you like to hear this song again without Leroy, or you want it to just remain in its original form? If if you wanted to to stay gospel to the original versions of songs with the original uh, members, I think you're going to have a lot of songs you're never going to hear again. And and you like you can you can respect Roy and tribute Roy. And still listen to that song just with different personnel. I don't think it. I don't think it denigrates his memory at all to want to hear that song with Jeff on it. And and I was wondering, you know, what's uh, who's the guy? I can't think of his name now. He played uh, what the Tampa show this past year. Who am I thinking of? Um, Jake, the saxophonist. Did he play Tampa or did he play? Um, did he play? Oh, did we lose Jake? Actually, did we lose Jake? We did lose Jake. Oh, we lost Jake. Yeah, well, obviously we didn't even notice. We <laughs> <laughs> bring him back in here. Thank you. Our, our freaking our freaking Periscope just made me feel really stupid, and about seven hundred people just <laughs> Bradford and just made me feel really bad. But I kind of want to hear. Um, I kind of want to hear him on thirty four. I think just because I think he could do it justice. You know, I would I would love to bring it back and would love to hear Bradford play on it. But you know, maybe it's just me. Jake, you with us? I am with you. Yes, I heard every word that you said. It was intriguing, and I agree with you that Branford would be quite amazing on the song. But then again, I kind of have an infatuation with him that's unhealthy. So what do I know? Jake, rumor is it's past your bedtime and you tried to bail. That's that's the that's the word on Periscope, at least. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, I'm I'm too pissed off to be sleepy. That's for sure. So let's go to the vote. Yes. You do you have a vote, Jake? At all? Do you have a uh, do you have a say in this? Uh, I like the warehouse one. Um. I, I like that one. They're they're actually really really similar. Um, I, I'm not sure if I could pinpoint why um, I like it, but I, I listened to both of them kind of back to back without knowing which one was which. I just kind of put them in, and naturally I forgot which one was I put in first, and played them and just just went with that. I said, okay, this is the one I like, and it was actually the first one I listened to. Nice. What happened to be the warehouse one. So uh, I think the warehouse one, but like I said, I really can't tell you what it was because it's just really close. They're they're very similar. Yeah, they're not too similar. That one runs a little, just like a few, I mean, twenty seconds longer than the other. Obviously, seven nine oh five, which is the warehouse one you're talking about, was when it came back. Um, Matt, I would ask you your opinion, but I assume you're probably going to abstain. I'm abstaining. You abstain. I, why did I just knew you were going to abstain for somehow? I just I am, you're, I'm abstaining. <laughs> for the same reason as Joyride, or do you have uh, a different? Oh, no, not the same reason. No. Can't you just lie and just pick one? Can just I be honest like... with you? No, I. I it, uh, George, hey, if I'm I'm nothing if not George Washington. This is true, actually. I haven't heard either version. I mean, recently. Recently, that's a different song, but yeah. I was busy this week. <laughs> no, um, all right. So I'll throw my vote out there, and then I'll tell you the results. Um, hey, can I ask you, Joe? Are yeah. we going to name full results first, or are we going to break it down first and then and then summarize? What's break it down mean? I like that. I'll break it down. I mean, by uh, social network. Ah, uh, um, 
you know, I didn't check. Uh, I didn't break it out. I didn't have it written down that way. Hey, I didn't listen to the songs. You didn't break them down. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know what? We only got two votes on Facebook. Facebook's pretty dead these days. I don't think anybody uh, under Does the age anybody of... use Facebook out there. Crickets. No, well, crickets. There it is. Nobody uses Facebook. So I think there were two votes on Facebook. Um, more popular Twitter or Insta? Insta is way more popular. I love it. Uh, yeah, love Insta's it. great. I mean, it's cut the BS, right? So um, I actually picked Weekend on the Rock. Sorry to differ from you, Jake. Um, that's okay. Yeah. They're very close. I, They're I very close, you. yes. Yeah, that's and what I, I picked too, by the way. <laughs> of course you did um, they, they're not they really aren't significantly different and the thing that really made it different for me is I don't know if it was the way the Lord is playing or if it's just the recording um, but it, it was a lot I liked it a lot better on the, on the uh, Weekend of the Rocks and uh, what's the ter- what's the musical term that I can't think of because I've been drinking but um, when you start quiet and play louder and get louder and play quiet um, Songify no not Songify oh 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 uh, Crescendo yes the Crescendos oh, are welcome. thank you the Crescendos on the Weekend of the Rocks are very very apparent versus the Warehouse one mm, you can't really hear the Crescendos thank you everyone on uh, Periscope for that so I vote Weekend at the Rocks, and for the results, I promise that I voted before I counted all the results. Um, and it was again not not a not a landslide like last night, last week with Joyride was pretty close, at least between the two. Um, very close again, but uh, Weekend at the Rocks did uh, squeak out as the lead, as the winner this week. Was it what kind of margin are we talking? Um, probably uh, like you know, it's probably like a. Sixty forty. Hmm. That's that's not bad. That's probably about what I expected. Um, I, I wonder, you know, what plays into a lot. Um, I don't know if anybody mentioned it on the, when they mentioned what they voted for, but it, there's a lot of "I was there" that plays into votes sometimes. And I wonder if just being at you know Mansfield, if if that got a lot of votes from the uh, the Northeast. Somebody voted for Mansfield and said they were at Red Rocks. Really, which I thought was was um, that was a pretty good vote. I would give that some credit, but uh, not enough people voted for it, so it was pretty close. So, yeah, um, you know what? I did not, as usual, do the random song generator to figure out what next week's is. But um, if I don't, I can do it now. I don't know if we want to take a break to start hitting questions, either or. I can figure out uh, the random generator for the next week. I don't think we need to take a break. What do you think, Jake? Doesn't matter, me. Let's just knock it out. I'm feeling pretty spry. You know what? Let's take a break. We'll go, we'll go real quick. We'll take a real quick break here. We'll stay on the scope, and uh, we will come back here in just a minute.
we're back. Thanks for hanging with us. I am Matt, again here with Jake and Joe, and we are ready to rock. Joe just did our random song generator, and we are ready to drop the next song for the... What ser- what's the series called, Joe? What is our official name? It's very creative. It's called the Song Series. The Song Series. Uh, song vol- Series. Volume 3. But we're on, on, yep, episode three, volume, volume three, three, yep. So we are ready to pull that name out. Here we go. So the random song generator has come up with Deed is Done. Oh, my God. Old are you school. sure it's not the obscure song series? I swear. I it, it came, it, it just, I swear. I just Has there been in. more than one? There has been two releases. I do check that. So it, it, it generates a song. And I go and make sure that there's been more than one, and I make sure it's actually been released. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a Dave and Tim, and then there's the uh, the full band one. Yes, so that's a very interesting comparison, right? So uh, we got Dave and Tim from Live and Luther, and I can oh, yeah, I, so many fans, at least myself, fell in love with that recording. Yep, Live and Luther Couch. Oh, uh, February what? Sixth. Sixth. Oh two oh six. Okay. Ninety six. Yep, and. Um, then one uh, not too far away from that, uh, June fourth, ninety six was a live tracks eighteen for those. They have it, which um, actually I don't have handy. Let me see if I can find out which uh, live tracks eighteen was. It was in uh, Virginia Beach, maybe or somewhere down yes, there. Yes, it was. Yep, yep. GTE Virginia Beach Amphitheater, Virginia Beach, VA. So we've got two very different ones to compare: Dave and Tim versus. Um, you know, full band, or at least, I guess it's actually, I think it's only Dave, Carter, and Stefan in that one, but get Stefan added to it and Carter. So we will put out the vote uh, on our social media, and we want your vote and any feedback you guys have, any notes, we'll use that too. We'll see which one you guys vote as the, uh, the top pick. Cool. I like and, it. And are we going to get the, uh, the, the graphic out on social media earlier this week? Depends on when tour dates come out. Oh, okay. Okay, we're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> At the very least, we'll tweet about it. We will definitely tweet about it, even without the graphic. There you go. Okay. No, I can get the graphic. I can literally get the graphic out tonight if we I know. I'm just trying to apply pressure and wonder why the hell you haven't done it. Pure pressure. <laughs> Joe, should we talk about downloads at all tonight, or are we going to skip that? Mmm. Mmm. That is a good question. Matt, are we going to talk about downloads uh, tonight? You know, when it comes to theatrics, I like to kind of come out with a big boom, right? But ultimately, we're, we're adding shows to the Ants download site and mass, and we are well on our way to um, getting all of the Dave and Tim shows ever known to be recorded up on the site. So over the last, I don't know, over the last uh, couple days, we've already added about 100 shows to, to the, um, the downloads area of the site. So if you're interested in, in downloading some of these old classic shows, um, certainly hit up Ants because... Uh, We've got a ton of stuff up there, and it's only it's only going to grow over the next over the coming weeks. So so keep an eye on that for us, and keep an eye on our Twitter because we're going to try to update when we do add shows here and there. Yeah, and um, you know it's great to be able to host those and share them. And um, we wouldn't go without saying we actually tweeted this from our social media accounts. Thank you to the tapers. We wouldn't be able to do this without the tapers. So, and if you're interested in taping, please jump on it because it seems like we. There are we have some really good strong tapers in a lot of the major venues, but some of the smaller ones sometimes fall out. If you're looking at getting into taping, um, there's a lot of people that would much appreciate it, and uh, a couple different places you can check that out. But head over to Ants for more info if you want to get into taping. 
cool. Cool. So yeah, there's actually there's actually a thread on that too. By the way, um, there's a thread in there. I think it's in the tour portion, but check it out. Uh, Crumbo's one of the guys that's up there. That's a taper. He's actually one of our mods. But just look for him, and he'll help you out. Yep. Most definitely. All right, it's questions time. Mmm, the best part. So. There was one that caught my eye when we were talking about him earlier, and I probably have lost it. <laughs> I probably lost it. Um, let's see. Oh, here's one for you from Cicero Poshida, or C.I. Posh. I like that. That's a good shortening for a handle. Uh, Ants, how did you three meet? Hmm. Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> I got even. I, have, I had to think for a second. There, I was like, "Oh yeah, we met up in, in 2006." But I was like, "Oh, how do we actually met, Matt?" Um, you guys need to talk about how you, you guys fell in love first, because I was a I was the the uh, the threesome. There, was the, I believe there was a gentleman named Drew Wiley that introduced me to a Jake Figliotti. Yes, that is that's unbelievably true. Yeah, true. he actually and he actually popped up on the boards like a year ago for like the first time. Did he really? Forever, yeah, it was, it was quite. Did you guys, did you guys use Tinder or what? <laughs> Grinder. Oh, okay, just checking. <laughs> B- yeah. Basically, to, to make a long story short, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Matt, but um, essentially, this is way before the Almanac, too. By the way, so um, I was keeping setless because at the time, Nancy's was the only one that that did setless, and and they were fine, but they had shows missing. Um, and and Matt, you were kind of running all these websites that were DMB related. So we were kind of like cocaine and baking powder and, you know, just kind of got together and made the crack that is it's March. Yeah. It was, it was like, listen, we have all this data, all this data and, and it would be nice to be able to put it in a database and, and then, you know, spin off functions off of that. And what we got to this point now, the set list game tour central, the downloads there, they're all integrated with the database. So we said, look, we've got this information. And now when Jake and I interface, we said, geez, let's, Let's digitize all of this information that you've got literally in Word documents, just just freehand. And so many, many weeks were spent formatting that, putting it in our database. And Jake and I, how often we talk on the phone? I mean Oh my God, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was and, and that was when my first daughter was being born. So, you know, on top of everything else going on with my you know, pregnant wife <laughs> trying to build a website. Time? Yeah, and, well, and, and then um, I don't, Jake. Had we met prior to bringing Joe in? I don't think so, right? Not in person. No, because we we all first met. Um, the first time we all met was well, you guys may have met before, but the first time I met you guys was actually in Charlottesville in two thousand six. Which I think we should say we don't live anywhere near each other. Not even no, close. not, not even, even close. close. We got Florida. We got a New York. Half of the time, Seattle. Half the time, and we got the Midwest: Ohio, Pittsburgh, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Midwest. Chicago, well, so yeah. so Joe Midwest. and I, I think we've told this story um, on the pod before, uh, or in person, but I, but I love it. So Joe used to go on the on the bo- on the message boards by the name of David Gray. Joe is a David Gray fan, and he, you know, there. Put it this way: there are some people who are who want to be heroes, who just kind of like want to show up as helpful so they try to get the attention of people so hey i can be a moderator or this and that and i'm not knocking that but i'm saying there's that type and then there are people who are just good community members they they, they jump into threads they help people out they point them in the right direction they're helpful they're not trying to catch anybody's attention they're just being good people 
And this David Gray user was one of those people. I said, eh, who is this guy? And it just turns out, said, listen, uh, do you want to help us moderate a little bit? And, and he did. And then he had some ideas for the site. And he had a little bit of programming experience and, and, and some skill there. And then just said, hey, let's just bring you on full on and just be a be a part of this a part of this thing that we're doing. And I, the best thing we ever did, right, Jake? Yeah, it really was. And, you know, it was so early on. Um, I actually don't even remember when – Joe wasn't uh, um, a mod or a or I an think admin. It was like to be o, honest with you, oh three, oh four, was, maybe. I see. I would have never thought. I would have thought it was late two thousand two. I would have never thought that. Do you even know Joe when I you don't. switched over? I don't, and I will. I'm going to slip twenty dollars virtually to you guys for all the nice comments. Well, that you're well, well the site started in January oh two. Right, so right. We just right. fourteen years old. Yep. Yep. I was on there the first day. You got the the nice uh, the nice member ID down in the download number ID. But Double digits. No, you're are you triple, Joe? Triple two fourteen. Um, I guess I wasn't that's, quick enough, but that's the other funny little thing, by the way. Um, if you don't know this, you actually have in your username you have an ID, um, and what that ID number is is actually the number of person that you signed up. So Matt's actually number one. Well, I, I, Drew, install, I installed the board, so... Right. You're number one. Drew Wiley's number two. <laughs> so you would think that, you know, I got to at least be number three. I'm like 42, because I didn't <laughs> sign up until like, we actually went live. You were doing other stuff behind, unrelated to the forums. Well, yeah. if, if I would have known it was such a big deal to have a 2001 username date, I would have done it when I was told to instead of waiting around for the board to go live. <laughs> Don't worry, Jake. You are the 1%, though. Thank you. You, you can feel special. Right Actually, we got a uh, we got a Periscope question that I don't know the answer to, or maybe it's just a hypothetical. But we got uh, the next show coming up here is uh, the Super Bowl performance uh, in San oh, Francisco, yeah. Super Thursday, I think they're calling it. Um, is that going to be streamed? Are we going to be able to watch it on the web or on TV? Anybody know? Uh, it hasn't been officially announced yet. Um, the speculation is that yes, it will be. Um, and it'll probably be announced the day of or the day before. Um, but there has not been an official announcement, and I don't anticipate there being an official announcement until really late in the game. Does that mean tour dates have been announced because there is one show coming up? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. that does not count. That's the Winter winter Tour 2016. <laughs> one date. One date. Uh, Jake, you have any questions up, ready to go? Uh, I'm sitting in front of my television, so now. I can I can tell you the question about the ore fish that I'm watching, but I, that's probably not the question you want. I can I can get one here. So uh, a guy they call Rye asks, "Will uh, Nebraska ever get a show again? Lincoln has a new arena, Omaha has gotten shows, and Wichita sucks." <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> you know, I would think so. Actually, I I, I think uh, Nebraska drew pretty well, did pretty well um, the last couple times they were there. So I don't see why not. There seems to be a, a lot of fans out that way. Um, Which I find so, yeah, I think would be great. Yeah. Well, th- you know, that's funny because, you know, there's there's fans everywhere. It's just, you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, there's a guy on, on the board, Sinance Plus, it's from Wyoming. You're like, Wyoming? You know, if you're, if you're a fan from Wyoming, that's like 7% of the population. They have the internet there? Apparently. That's rough. I mean, that's oh, oh, that's, dedica- that's dedication. I mean, that's essentially you can say, hey, international fans, 
you, you guys try a lot in Wyoming, you also are just like an international fan because they don't come anywhere near you. <laughs> well, I you drove, know, it's, I drove it's, through Wyoming a few times and I legitimately worried for my safety in terms of gas. Like, don't push it. If you're under 100 miles and you see a gas station, go. Don't take the chance. It's so, you're concerning about safety. Oh, yeah. Nobody around. I got. Another, I got actually got another question on Instagram, which we need to take more from. But uh, I like this username, Benji Franklin seventeen seventy six. Wow. Very. Yeah. I don't know where he came up, with that. but uh, he asks, "What's the set list at the pre Super Bowl show going to look like?" So I guess this is the Super Bowl show, the Super Thursday. Do you guys think it'll look like um, the European shows? Kind of hit the hits, do the hits. Oh, or, oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Hits, hits for days. Yeah. What do you think you're going to get out of Coldplay? And you're going to get Viva La Vida on repeat. I, I couldn't. I only know one Coldplay song. That was that yellow song. Oh, I like That's Coldplay. The, oh, you so you're the one. You also like Nickelback. I do not. I like picklebacks. Oh, those are good drinks. <laughs> I like, there you go. <laughs> those are very good drinks. Yes, they are. Um, what else we got? You got a question, Matt? I got a lot of questions, Joe. <laughs> uh, so what are the odds? And, and Kyle, this is Kyle1022 is asking us, what are the odds that the band actually knows and cares it's their 25th year of touring, and do they care to do anything special? Mm, good question. I, I will I'm reserve my thought for Jake first. I, I, I'll give you a little bit here. I'll go. I think there's a very thick, bold line when they say, what are the odds that the band knows? I would say that thick, bold line separates the band and management. And I would think the band certainly cares less than management. I, I would agree with that. I, yeah. I would think that if you told them, they might know. They might, oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of like the if there's a sound check from the 2001 show in Charlottesville. Um, the, that was not a very good show, but they sound checked the day before. And Boyd says to Dave during the sound check, hey, you know, this is like the 10th anniversary of our first show. Like today was, it was like 4201, which wasn't the first show, but that's beside the point. Um, so I think that there's a, there's a slight knowledge among some of the people, but I'm really not sure they care. Is that fair? Fair. Um, I got completely distracted by something that just came across our Twitter. This is mind-blowing to me. Um, literally today, less than two hours ago, um, somebody asked Butch Taylor, hey, Dave Matthews Band should bring you back for this summer's 25th anniversary of DMB. Be cool to see you, man. And Butch actually responded and said, and included at Dave Matthews Band in the tweet, I'm available. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Exclamation point. Like, he's excited. I mean, that'd be awesome. I want Butch. I know a lot of people don't like him. You guys don't like him, maybe. But I want Butch back. Oh, God. Seriously? Yes. I mean, no. No, not, not about that. That's fine. You can want him back. But, I mean, wow. yeah. I'm, you are, I'm you sure. are getting ripped on Periscope. No, I got, I got, I got, hell yes. I got a wow. I got to oh, bring Butch that's back. Because you missed, that's because Hashtag. you missed the No! No, I, didn't, I say a yay. Okay, I got one no there. <laughs> Somebody says, I love the keys. Somebody says, I miss. So, I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I if, think... if I could get Butch from 98 to 01, I would be fine. And this isn't against Butch. Because 
he actually brought a lot to the band. He he really did. So this is nothing personal against him. I actually think he, he's a pretty talented guy. Um, just when his solos got in around kind of like from 01 on, and maybe like 02 on, some of those solos are just, well, oh my Jake, God. I think you're talking to the the general problem with with guests and and i and, and in my opinion it is it's systemic with the band the band plays a song they haven't played in three years and they play it seven shows in a row or seven out of eight shows the band has the ladies and you're gonna get the same four or six songs every show the band plays with butch and liner graves all of a sudden stagnates Oh God! I was just about to say, go just grab, just grab any show from '05 or '06, just any one of them oh, that has yeah. Lionar Graves, and you're gonna hear Boyd just rip it to shreds. I mean, he tears it apart, and then okay, now it's Boyd, it's it's Butch's turn. Like, yeah. yay, six minutes. Yeah, it, 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 exactly, Jojo. Two step for days. Exactly, that is probably what killed two step for me. Oh, um, and I, if, I couldn't disagree more. Oh, Joe, come on. Oh, I I want it. I want it. And I should I should give a shout out to uh Twitter name guy they call Rye or Ryan Marthaler. I don't know. It, uh, on Twitter he who uh who shared this with us. So thanks for uh, tweeting us about it. But uh, I'll take it. I I will uh, I will take it. And, I, and he's popped up on social media. I've seen him uh, around Charlottesville lately. He's been uh, been popping up. So um, I hope I hope he I hope uh, maybe maybe just for a show or two at least right maybe not the whole tour come on my argument's not not for keeping Butch away my argument is I wish they could have guests and not feel the need to completely immerse the guest in this in the set every show like obviously he's out there all set but take a back seat you don't need to you don't need to uh, coalesce around that that guest. Just because they're there. I mean, you, okay. have, you uh, have to to some degree. I mean, you just can't play like normal. You should take advantage of the guests. Uh, sure, but, but but don't play two-step every damn night or every other night. True. Yeah, but look what the band does when, when John Durth guests in Charlottesville. They just add him to the sets, and he accentuates a song like Matt was saying. He played on recently. He actually played on, I'm pretty sure he's on that recently from um, the Warehouse Disc from 09. I think that was the show we were all at, um, and that's fantastic. But, but he doesn't have like a giant solo but at in the it. Same, at the same time, Jake, that was one show. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was one show. I, I mean, see what you know you're what saying. I mean. Like we might be singing a different tune if if, if Dirth was touring with them year after year. I, I okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's okay. Point. Is that if you've got a, if you're if you've got a guest on tour with you, there are better ways. I think, and I'm not a musician, but from a fan standpoint, I think there are better ways to integrate them with the band without them like the people saying that butch no i don't want to hear butch why not like i'm with joe like i like butch as a, as a musician and his chemistry with the band i just don't like how he's utilized to the point where people get sick of him yeah right and this is a can of worms oh yeah but what but would would dave not bring butch back just because he's been playing a lot of key stuff and right and if butch is there now you would think why? Why is Dave playing keys when Butch is there and can play keys? Uh, because Butch can play keys with two hands instead of one, like Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't had a piano lesson since I was in eighth grade, and I'm pretty sure I could play everything that Dave played. They had piano lessons piano. in the forties. Yeah, <laughs> Ludwig von Beethoven gave me my lesson. Jake Bongliotti. <laughs> oh boy. 
I love it. Yeah. So uh, what else do we have for questions? we have any more up there? Um, you know what? Um, you know, there's couple ones that I, maybe we need to save for the next uh, for the next one we should bring them back maybe all right one more then because uh, I, I would assume that the that the um the tour dates have probably you know they got to be imminent or somewhat close right they got to be they got to be really close so here's one from jake from state farm this is not you jake is it <laughs> I, not that you, i know of do you moonlight for state jake Farm? from state farm well i mean maybe he got hacked who knows what are you wearing <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I just absolutely torture people when they do this because I get this almost every other day when they'll say like, "Oh, are you are you from State Farm?" I'm like, no, no, I'm not from there. Oh, it's a commercial. I've never seen it. Well, it's this guy. He's you know he, he calls in the middle of the night and then well he's like talking. He's like talking, and his wife thinks he's talking to his girlfriend. And then what's the punchline? What's the punchline? I just keep going. I just keep going. <laughs> All right, so Ants, so Jake from State Farm, not Jake from Ants, asks Ants, what specific songs do you, and I'll say song, do you guys personally want to see liberated this tour? Ooh. That's a good one. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, it's, but it's it's hard one to bring off, like, just off the top of the head, you know, to think about what song. Do you, do you have one off the top of your head, Jake? I mean, here's the I, deal. I, I okay, do. Okay, what do you got? Um, I would like the band to bring back Hello Again. Ah, and that was timed perfectly with Ugly Duck from Periscope saying exactly that. I, I just think, you know what, I'm, I'm, I don't even know if it's been played with, with Tim. Oh, yeah, it was. It was played in 2010 uh, in, in Hartford. But, but it's been played with Tim, what, maybe three or four times, four or five times? I, I always feel like that song just kind of fell out, and I don't know why. I think it's a good song. And it just screams to go hello again into Halloween. And the fact that that's never happened from the drum solo from from Carter into Halloween and then come back and end with the rest of the song later would just be brilliant. I'm not sure why they've never done does, that. Does Shotgun qualify as a liberation? Because a lot of people are calling for that on Periscope. Yeah, there's a lot of last stops and a lot of shotguns. Shotgun does qualify, it does mean but last stop has actually been longer. So that would be the more... The bigger, the bigger liberation. I, I, okay, my, here's mine, and I don't know if it, does it qualify as liberation. They need, they teased it last year. What is it, Joe? I don't know. They Ants te- marching. No, <laughs> close, <laughs> close. They teased, teased it last it, year, and they teased right. it a couple times where it was very deliberate. Dodo. Yep. Thank you, Jake. God, that would I, be I great. Mean, that whole Some Devil album, I, I, I think it kind of snuck out. And, and and I love the. He- there are a couple songs I don't care for on the album, but other than that, fantastic song. So damn, I mean, they play so damn lucky. I think that is one of the one of the better songs that Dave has written. I, I love that song. Very very emotional. A lot of payoff in that song. And and Dodo just seems like, especially now that they have a de facto horn section, why the hell aren't they playing the song? It's That's great. a good point. That's a really good point, especially with the horn section, like he said. I didn't really think about that, but yeah. that How that song hasn't been played is an absolute mystery to me. Yep, and especially the fact that they have been deliberately teasing it uh, last year. That needs a liberation. I mean, it's an easy song, too. It's, yeah, but it's not crazy. I mean, maybe, maybe my mind is failing me here, but is it a liberation if they've never played it? Yes. Full band? I would Full say band? yes. Well, sure, well, why okay, not? So they've, it's not ne- liber- they've never played it. It's full not a, band, liber- so it's not a liberation. It's a relevation. <laughs> a relevation. 
<laughs> resurrection. Yeah, I. They oh never played gosh. it. Full, okay, so I looked. They they've never played it full band. So I don't know that it falls under the normal, you know, kind of DMB freak fandom liberation rules. Um, but I, I that would be sweet to hear. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the fan favorite. I'm gonna go last stop. Let's hear last stop. 2016. Can, can I can I the year of last stop, though, Joe? Do you want the last stop that feels like the band is just can't stand playing it? Or do you want like live in Chicago 98 last stop? Like Mrs. Crenshaw coming at you? Uh, I don't agree with your classification between the two. Okay, versions. that's fair. I just want last stop, damn it. Well, yeah, all right. But, I mean, like the way they really, the, the, the way they, that Dave starts right before the, the very first da 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 when it's just I mean that's the payoff of the song, right? Right when mm-hmm. they when Carter starts really rolling on the drums and loud and all that. Mm-hmm. Um they haven't hit that because well the chemistry's down on the song, certainly. They don't play it enough. But but I mean that that part in Live in Chicago, and I'd love to give you a timestamp on it, but I can't. But you could just hear Carter playing two beats at once and following Dave over there, and then Stefan starts laying into it. And Roy finally just plays that high note, and they all just da 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 da, da and they come at the same time. The da 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 da, it's just awesome. And I haven't heard a version like that since. It almost yes. feels like they just don't care to put it into it, put the effort into it. They will. Just watch 2016. You'll hear it. All just, right, just, right. just hang on. Just hang on. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> he's not. He's not agreeing. Jake's not an optimistic guy, and, no. and rightfully so. No. I, I, I just, I don't think I, I agree with you, Matt. I don't, or I, I just don't think they like playing it. I really don't. What day was that show? 2008? 12, 19, is that what it was? A 98, 98. Oh, uh, 90, oh my God. Yeah. And that's not even the best last stop from 98, from that winter tour. That's not even like top five. There's ones that are much better than that. In fact, the 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 one from the DMB Live um, from Philadelphia is probably better than that one. There, there are better ones than that. I mean, '98 was the winter. '98 was the, the the high point for Last Stop. I I will agree it with was. that. It was. What year? It what? came out of the gate on that album tour. Oh. I think '16 is going to be the year Last Stop. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, blind, you guys with you guys blind, with me? Ignorant enthusiasm is great, isn't it? Jay? You guys with me? Come on, let's do it for these youngins. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We got We got to think positive. We still, until the first show, we got to think positive. Which I hope we find out the first show this week. Hopefully next. Hopefully this time next week we're we're on Periscope and we're talking about tour dates. That's I like, what I want. Actually, not hope. That's what we will be talking about. Forever the optimist. <laughs> the last time last stop was played at Saratoga Performing Arts Center. 1998. You're probably there, there, no? No, I didn't start into the band until my first show was 01. But I'm sorry. That's like, and thank you, Sizzle on Twitter. Uh, That's criminal. Arguably, and and listen, there's a lot of people who would say definitely, but at least arguably, the band's favorite or slash best place to see a Dave Matthews band show. That's argu- That's very much arguable. Very much argu- but it's in the conversation, and that's, that's indisputable. 18 years, no last stop. 
However, we did get two-step. And you got a dream girl a couple years ago. <laughs> we got some Angel, too. Angel and uh, like Sleep the Dreamer back-to-back, I think. Can you say we? I know that's a loaded question, but you say we. You know, I mean, if you're there, it's your venue. You could say we. If that's you're at the show. You we? You said we, ha- you said we haven't got it. When's the last spec you were at? Twelve, I think. Hey, listen, pal. It's my hometown venue. Shut it. All right, fine. We, we. Maybe you speak in French. We're gonna get we we. We're gonna we're gonna get Matt back to spec. How about that? I'm back this year. There we go. How about that? There it is. Hold me, hold me to it. It's been. You heard it here. Hold me to it. And guess what? Joe's paying for it. <laughs> there it is. Wait, do you not know me? I have, I have witnesses. Do you not know me, Matt? I have. Hey, he might be, he might be cheap, but he's paying for this. That's <laughs> like you don't know me, do you? All right, real quick, I got to get the anecdote. I'm sorry. Have I told this before on on, this, on the podcast? This is this is an appropriate time to end the podcast. No, before no, no. Oh. We got one quick one before we go. Oh my God, we're we're at Charlottesville. What was it? Oh nine? Was it before that? Oh eight? I don't know where this is going. Oh man, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, and it's me and Joe and a couple of people. And I, ordering, I do I do know where this is going. We're ordering now. food. I don't know what year it was. We're ordering food. It was it was oh nine. Oh nine, and we're ordering food, and the waitress comes by, and she says, "Well, you guys have blah blah blah." And so Joe gets a burger or something, and so the waitress says, "Okay, well, it comes with fries." Or if you want to pay another dollar, you get onion rings. It's fifty cents, I think. <laughs> and 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 I looked at Joe, and Joe sits there and looks into the ether, like he's thinking about whether he's willing to give a kidney to his sister. He's just he's just thinking and thinking and, and contemplating fifty cents, and then he finally goes, "No, I don't think so." And so the waitress leaves, and I look at him. I said, "What? I mean, you spent at least like." 45 seconds debating that 50 cents. What was it? I just wasn't sure if it was worth it or not. <laughs> I said, you want the F, F and onion rings? Get the F and onion rings. <laughs> oh, my God. So that pretty much sums up Joe M, Joe Money. In, uh... <laughs> so, yeah, you're totally taking care of getting to the to SPAC this year. Yeah, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, Joe's got me on that, though. <laughs> uh, I'm still that way today, proudly. Yeah, well, I love it. You're gonna you're gonna be a, a multi millionaire when you're eighty and can't get out of the chair to spend it. <laughs> oh, end this podcast. Absolutely. Hey Jake, you got anything left to say? No, I think that sums it up. Joe's cheap. I, I, awesome. I'll I'll close with one thing. Um sorry to end it on a sour note, but we did lose a um a young D M B fan today and uh thinking about him today. Um sorry to end on a sad note, but shout out to him. For sure. For sure. That's well, um, everybody, uh, so remember to uh, vote. Keep an eye on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for uh, the Deed is Done voting this week. And until next Sunday, guys uh, and gals, thank you so much for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, Tour Central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.